The Wedding Feelers Podcast. Listen to our podcast, The Buffet's yes. Clothes. We're smaller clothes. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There, um, that's our uh, our intro theme that was um, written by one of um, one of the guests here today. Um, so, Ant Martin, say hi, Ant. Hi, Ant. I knew you'd say that. Um, Ant is a, a fantastic musician, songwriter, does an awful lot of stuff for charity as well. Um, and he's here just to have a chat today um, about like his relationship with food and his journey. We have to put that delay on every time that word comes up, don't we? Journey. journey, um, journey and journey, yes, journey. that's it. You got the idea? Yeah, cool. And we're going to have a chat with him tonight as well. Um, Ant is also responsible for the name, the wedding thing, as thinners, rather. So a big thank you, Ant, for being creative and yeah. coming up with something that was golden. You're welcome. Um, but there are no royalties for either the theme tune or the, the title, I'm afraid. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's all I needed from you, so thank you. <laughs> um, and also joining us um, on tonight's podcast, we've got uh, Elliot Reed. Elliot is a, well, very, very talented entrepreneur. Oh, I think probably you. good to start thank there. You. But he's also uh, a PT, he's an osteopath, he's... Basically responsible for um, the, the rehabilitation of many, many people with injuries in the Gravesham area and beyond. Um, so Elliot is here tonight because of his expertise in motivational whatevers and <laughs> just making people good and feel strong enough mentally to um, to really, you know, get on that well, journey. Thank you for Ernie, 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 Ernie. <laughs> so, yeah, um, thank you very much for coming along. Um, really, really appreciate it. And a little bit later on as well, we're going to have some music from you, Ant. Is that all right if we have a few, yeah. few tunes? I'll have a go. Yeah, it'll be good. So, uh, cool. yeah, I, I, I appreciate you coming. And as I said um, on previous podcasts, the reason really that we're doing this is just to sort of engage in chat and dialogue and, and get people talking and more more um, specifically get guys talking about their weight and get guys talking about maybe the struggles they're having or the successes, but not necessarily to dwell wholly on that as well. Um, so I want to start with you, Ant, if that's okay, because I know that sure. Ant, and, Ant and I are in a band together and actually that's, for me, the conversations that I started having with you many, many, many years ago about food and like, oh, man, I'm gutted. I've been eating this food. I'm just not, it's just not going right for me. And then to hear somebody else saying something similar um, really, uh, really resounded with me and actually made me feel better knowing that I wasn't on my own in that, you know, in that, in that process. So just talk to me, what's your relationship like with food? There's an open-ended question for you. Oh, cripes. Okay. Um, yeah, basically, it's a boredom thing for me. I think if I'm... When I, was, when I was working in an office environment, I was always just grazing and snacking. Um, and you're, uh, it's a mental health issue as well. So you're looking at sort of filling a hole, so to speak, um, that, like an emotional hole, technically speaking. So like you're not feeling like a complete person. So then when you feel sad or you feel down, then you resolve that by getting that quick hit from having something sugary or, mm. or you know, I was drinking... Like it doesn't sound like I'm like it's like a, a re, 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 rehabilitated alcoholic, but I was drinking like two liters of normal regular sugary coke, like in a, in a week. Yeah. Like literally just downing it. I had a little. <laughs> How were you going in? Yeah. Um, I had a pyramid of empty coke cans that I'd stored on my um, on my wardrobe top, and I just had no concept of of how big I'd got. When or, when was this? Like this when... was when I was still living at home. So that could have been at any time within the last day, five years, to be fair. <laughs> I was say, in the years I've known you, that's been four occasions, four I'm times. sure. Operation tail between my legs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, it was when I was younger. So when I was, like, 14, 15, and that's when, it's, when it all started, I think, when I got control of my own money mm. and I got access to the things that were considered a treat. 
um, then you treat yourself because you can afford to treat yourself and you feel yeah. like you deserve something. So then you get something. And then you get more. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been a struggle. I lost, I was, at one point I was like uh, 16 stone. So I lost three and a half stone through um, personal training with uh, Bjorn Dawson, mm. Bjorn mm. Fit. Um, and yeah, it was life changing. Like I just genuinely thought that, that the example set for me previously in terms of food and, and diet were just that you just eat. You just like you can measure the family dinners that we would have in height on the plate <laughs> rather than what's on the plate. Yeah, that's mad. Like a roast dinner to be like you know be Stacked. piled high. Yeah, um, and that's still like even when you go out that 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 ideal well the ideology still exists, doesn't it? Like mm. you you go out and eat and like you go to a carvery and you just uh, you pile yeah. it on, you know, smash it because that's what you're used to doing. Exactly that. And then uh, there was like an element when I was much younger that we didn't necessarily we we grew up as a single parent family, you know, on free school meals. Mm. Um, didn't necessarily know when the next meal was going to come in. So yeah. then then it's the inconsistency of when you're when you're first developing that relationship with food mm. that you, you it's so uncertain and so. Um, disjointed mm. you don't know where food's coming from so you eat what you can when you can as soon as you can yeah but also nutrition wasn't a thing when i was in the early 80s when i was a kid yeah so we would have sugar sandwiches with butter and like four or five sugars in our tea because Ooh. we liked it and yeah. then mum's like why can't you why can't you just sit down well i can't sit down mum because <laughs> i've had enough sugar to kill a horse <laughs> like that yeah so, so that's your starting point really isn't it yeah and, and what, it, ma- what made you um what made you go and start with bjorn because and that's that's sort of part of your your. Uh, uh, there's no other word for it, is there? What other word can I use as opposed to journey? Journey process, process. yeah. Experience. Can you just be like the dictionary guy on count, yeah. uh, countdown? If that's right, <laughs> yeah. So that like what what made you go? Uh, okay, I need to I need to go and do something about this. The best thing about Bjorn um, is that he's like. Um, but what made you go to him first of all? Well, that's the thing. He's a friend. Oh, okay. and he's been a friend of mine for years. Yeah. And he used to work at like NatWest, so he was a bank manager for many years and then um he got really good at being a bank manager and he earned enough money to be able to start sort of looking at maybe doing an alternative career so he started to be a a personal trainer and i was like oh i should i need to lose weight i've been thinking about this for ages and if i wasn't so insecure about going to a gym or going to somebody that knows about nutrition and fitness Mm. then maybe i would have said something to somebody else but because bjorn's a mate i was like oh bjorn how much is you? How much is you charging? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and, and you just got that kickstarted for you. Well, and through that, um, it was uh, the first spoke to him when he first started being a PT, and then I was one of his first clients, um, and yeah. So over the, I think it was sort of like over a year. I think I lost three and a half. Stone. I remember you being like you were super on air. Mm, I, and that, that that change was. But the, well, actually, I think it is that change that inspired me to sort of not necessarily to talk to you about it, but. I was impressed, and it, you know there was an, obviously an underlying narrative in my head about get, get, getting going. And certainly, I know that at the time Ant was starting there, I was seeing you earlier, wasn't I? Because my back was always kicking out, and you know I was regularly coming. I was basically coming to you to get rubbed uh, and twisted <laughs> and pulled and whatever. In the best of ways. In the best of ways. Oh, the best of ways. Uh, and uh, and you know, and it was really that for me seeing Ant and that transformation from your perspective, made me sort of think about it more and more. And um, I think for you, Elliot, like Elliot's background is you you were a boxer, you're you're into your um, kickboxing as well, aren't you? And, and yeah. all manner of, of things. And, you know, super healthy, loves his food as well, and regularly inspired, even to, uh, even contemplative of the fact that maybe one day I should be a vegan just because it looks totally <laughs> delicious based on what you're putting on there. But I'm not quite there yet. You might have to work a bit harder on me there. But, <laughs> Elliot, talk to me about, like, 
why did you like your starting place? So you're sporty. How did it all start for you in terms of what you're doing now? And yeah. tell us a bit about what you're doing now as well, dude. Yeah, of course. I think well, the first thing I, I'd have to say is, and before you mentioned your relationship with food, I didn't realise I also used food as a tool, and used it as a tool for your, I suppose, mental well-being. And I might use it for a tool elsewhere, but still using it as a tool nonetheless. But my background, for for some reason, you know, ever since I was nine ten years old i've been interested in health but it's mainly from how to take a perspective of how to take control over it so not even you know just how to um treat disease but how do you become the most optimal version of yourself now the only reason why i could think that i might have had that interest is because even though my sister is 15 months younger than me she's naturally far more athletic than me mm. so if i have a little sister than you who can sprint faster <laughs> run longer it can kind of beat you up in a fight from time to time <laughs> it didn't it pissed me off yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's enough of an inspiration to get yeah. going isn't it so i was reading books on psychology and and health and, and bruce lee and all kinds of things like that. by the time i was like 9 10 and then by the time i was um 13 i was interested in martial arts and that was mainly to 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 get my own back on on certain nasty individuals at school no oh. no no <laughs> i've gone from that i've gone from that um certain individuals at school and i wanted to then just start to become the best version of myself but my, my main catalyst was when i had a couple of friends die when i was 17 and 18 and they died from cancer and um for me i think the lesson that i learned is that my time on this earth is very finite anyway. How do I get the most from it? Mm. And if I'm slumping at three, four o'clock in the afternoon, if I'm having to sleep longer than I should be, if I'm not as mentally acute as I can be because I'm not acting the right way and I'm not putting the right food in my body, then it might, you know, if I had a calculator at the time that my time's up when I'm like 85, 90, whatever, and I realise, well, I've left like five years on the table by just not, eating right yeah then yeah. it's like you, you've just cut 20 percent of your life off like yeah. that so um my, my my journey into the health profession um was i was 16 i hurt my back whilst i was boxing i trained to be an osteopath because an osteopath helped me to get ready for a fight and then whilst i was at uni and from discussing outside of uni i realized that health is very multifaceted i mean you guys have already spoken about physical strength mm and mental health mm. um and you know even with what i do as an osteopath the leading cause of pain is depression yeah. so you're you're ignorant as an osteopath if you're not acknowledging idea, yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to be you yeah, have totally. to be and i remember the conversations that you were like when you were treating me we would have such varied conversations they would always we would always chat about boxing and movement and I think actually that, that those conversations I was having with you were almost like testing the water a little bit about, oh, can I talk to this guy? Like, is this someone that will listen to? And, and then almost like getting to that point where for me, I've said to you before, Elliot, like when we've been doing sessions, there's, there's a, my brain works in such a way that there's, there's a point where it will be very defensive and it won't say truly what I want it to say. And I have to blurt it all out. And I remember the first time that I said, oh, listen, I'd be I'd be well up for doing some boxing with you if you'd like train me because I wanted to fool myself into getting fitter because there's such a skill element of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember those first sessions with you. Well, I, I, I actually um, I spoke about it in the the podcast a couple of podcasts ago, where I, I went really cocky like oh, I'm going to be Rocky, cocky Rocky. I could have called me I suppose. <laughs> and I turned up. And I had the Rocky theme tune playing in my car. And there's a video that I found, you know, documenting this whole thing. And I left, and you had literally just you'd mullered me. 
Uh, and I remember that there were so many times um, I went back and I went back for more and I was very keen to keep going, but there were so many times that I just wanted to give up. And one thing that was really brilliant about you, and it's still the case with you now, mate, um, is the fact that, you know, you just know, like you, re- you were able to read, I think, exactly what people need. Mm. I don't know why I'm rhyming everything, and that really isn't <laughs> a coincidence, but it's so true. Like you're able to just read exactly what the person uh, wants to hear, but not just to be hollow with those words, but it, no. it certainly just helps... Yeah, I think continue that motivation. I think that's just empathy, like, mm. and I think it's. Um, and that's if I made sorry to interrupt. Where I'd had previous, this is not Bjorn I'm talking about, but before Bjorn, I'd had previous PTs. It was almost like a one size fits all thing, you know. Right, and you know, I remember there was one person that I I, I sort of worked with, and I was like, listen, I don't like running, and we went out and we ran. <laughs> I was so like, sure. this is not for me. I don't like this. This is this is rubbish. Mm. Um, so it's got to be you've got to enjoy it, haven't you? Yeah, and the the reason why I think I am able to do that is first of all, I get a lot of practice. So mm. you know, I think I've probably seen maybe like four thousand patients and clients over over my my career. But also, having also suffered from mental illness, you have you learn to be able to to observe your mind. That is, I think, the best way to to understand yourself is when you understand that you're not your mind you're not your cravings you're not your violence you're not your aggression you're not your greed you're not your jealousy you can observe those things Mm. and when you learn to observe observe those things in yourself and control those things in yourself you can help other people to do the same thing so i i know you know that when you were having a period of time where you might have had cravings or uh you might have been slightly sleep deprived or you might have been shaming yourself. Yeah. I know that that's that's not you. Those are different elements of you. Those yeah. are way those are defense mechanisms, but that's not you. So then if that's the case, how do we guide you back to yourself? And that's the the, the, the And what would you say is the key for trying to guide yourself back to yourself? If pra- guide yourself back to yourself. <laughs> pra- practice but as well as that, acknowledging that you have flaws, mm. uh, really acknowledging that you have flaws, and we all have very deep flaws, mm. uh, but we aren't our flaws. So as soon as you acknowledge that you have flaws, but you're not your flaws, you then don't have to lie to yourself because you've already you've already made that bridge because you're now being honest with yourself. You're yeah. saying that, all right, you know, I want to be greedy right now, I want to be jealous, <laughs> or I want to be aggressive, I want to, you know, I want to do all these things, um, but that's one part of me. Why is that? Why do I feel that way today? Yeah. And and there's always a reason for it. Yes. There is always a reason for that. Sometimes the reason might be because you don't know how else to, to, to be yeah. or to feel, which is also, I think, uh, an, admirable, an admirable conclusion to come to. Yeah, definitely. I think I often beat myself up. Um, mainly because you took me to box. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we get a badum tish there? Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm still like, despite the fact that I'm, you know, many years uh, down the line, you know, with regards to doing what I'm trying to do and losing weight. Um, yeah, I still have those moments. And I, I what's been so useful is just verbalising that, and probably boring people as well to an extent. But you know, verbalising and saying, oh. This happened today, and you know I put on weight, oh, and I I will rant about it. But there's always a reason for it, you know. Like and Tom, the, Tom, it's more interesting than Love Island, anyway. Oh, like, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> there's a certain drama in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There you go. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, well, I think I don't know if you'll be up for doing a bit of music for us, Ant. Would yeah, you be up for doing you, us a, a song? Me to do a song, and then we'll have a bit more of a chat afterwards. Um, yeah, brilliant. And uh, this is Ant. And uh, what are you going to play for us today, Ant? Uh, I did. A, I done a song. I did a song uh, about mental health. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so it's part of my my journey. Any, any, any. <laughs> uh, 
as well. Um, I, I, I see counsellor as well, and it sounds like with Elliot, you've landed on your feet massively. Yeah, it sounds like you do a really excellent mix of like personal training, oh, thank you, um, osteopathy, and really good like counselling knowledge as knowledge. well. Absolutely, that's <laughs> top. Like just sitting here listening to you talk about it, it's absolutely fascinating. Thank I can you. see you know, and I, if it's cool with you, I'm, I'm pretty sure I asked you this on the phone when I was chatting about coming out. I think the plan is that Elliot will come back in every now and then, and you know, chat to us about other things, and maybe. Um, Maybe even give some uh, some sort of exercise tips or things like that to to get us started. So uh, no I'm sure you'll hear from Ant as well as the podcasts go down the line, and certainly hear from Elliot as well. So yeah, Ant's going to play us another song now, uh, a lovely song now. So um, let's go. Uh, this song is called "Say Something." place you persevere with every day with the world at your feet your freedom makes for sweet defeat if you can't see the way that we've all been betrayed there's nothing to be done about this dis when it's hard be who you are say what you want say something to me we're out on our feet you're afraid the choices you make but don't hesitate say something to me Just be the same The time it takes to break vows They made in your name When it's hard to be who you are Say what you want, say something to me Say something to 
when it's hard, be who you are, say what you want, say something to me. Wow, that was lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What a lovely song as well. And also, Say Something to Me. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Tell me a bit about this song. Where, uh, how did it come about? Uh, well, um, yeah, I was at home at my mum's, another one of my stints at my mum's house. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, um, I was struggling with my, uh, my mental health at the time. Um, and I thought it would be good to write a song about how it's important to say something to somebody else when you do feel like that. Yeah. Um, so I've had counselling for sort of like 10 years, pretty much. It's like, yeah, pretty much 10 years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, through that process, um, or the uh, journey, journey, journey. Um, <laughs> you don't have to do that. Add, add, add uh, Adam, add? Why, when have I ever called you add? Sorry, Adam will uh, will add, add that. Oh, add that delay. Oh, that's, why, that's why I've got these. So I get double delay. Hey, double hey. delay, delay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so basically, I also use humour as a self-defense mechanism. So, Do you? Yeah, I don't know if anyone's noticed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and um, with the counselling, I would not have thought to have written a song about that without the counselling. Yeah. The fact that I had the counselling and started to, to deal with my issues mentally meant that I was in a better position to deal with my physical um, problems as well, mm. so like my my weight or whatever. My Did you would you say that that really opened you up to the idea of talking to people generally about absolutely every every aspect of maybe your you know your struggles if you like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So it's only through dealing with the issues that you've had as a uh, growing up, you then you realise you have this. Elliot sort of touched on it earlier, but it's, I refer to it as like the helicopter view, where you can over oversee what's happening and your behaviours and your reactions, and you can understand that you're not so in them. That you you you're blinded by them. You're actually yeah. above them, and you're saying, "Okay, so that's why I reacted like that yeah. in that situation." Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's been really key to sort of my journey. Anyway. <laughs> How do you feel talking helps your mental health? Because I think everyone says you should talk, but no one says why. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a so that you can just have have it expressed because it might be something that you've got internally that you feel like no one will understand, and then just explaining it to somebody else can put a different spin on it so i could have an issue that i've dealt with for years and i could turn to tom and say oh man i'm really struggling with this thing and tom could be like oh, for example the time on the way home from a gig we both bumped into each other at asda <laughs> buying awful food yeah like so we both left the gig at the same time yeah we're both in asda at the same time and we had not planned it <laughs> and we ended up at the at the counter i'm buying like four or five packs of kit kats and like cherry pepsi max or whatever and it's that thing it's like oh Oh, dude, we've got this. This yeah, is this a thing ground. we totally have in common, mm. mm -hmm. and you wouldn't know that if you hadn't have. Like... I also remember, yeah, that was totally a thing, and like that was a, such a routine. And I'm so pleased now that I mean, actually, it's probably useful. I've not had any gigs since March, <laughs> um, yeah. but um, it's, it was such a thing whereby, like, on the way home, I would stop, I would buy this, you know, and our conversations. Having, to me about that yeah, a lot. I was speaking to you about it loads, and mm. there were times when I was coming to see you, Elliot, like to go boxing, and you know, on the way, I would have stopped because I was a bit peckish. 
and I'd have bought two of this, two of that, two of that, and I wouldn't have eaten it all there and then, but it would have been there. I don't know why any of that exists. Like, and, and you were saying earlier Ant, about like sometimes you're not sure when your meal was going to come, but for me, like that was never. That was never an issue, like, uh, and, and like that was never, a, uh, never the case for me. I'm very, very, very fortunate for that. That is why I think it's so important to see the individual rather than see yeah. a ready-go set of rules and yeah. principles to follow. You know, like you said with previous personal trainers, that there was almost like a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. And that you just can't totally do it, not. man. No, totally not. Especially with weight, you just cannot do it. No, definitely, definitely. And actually, what was also I also remember. It being the first time where I know that you felt accountable to me and I felt accountable to you, Ant. Absolutely. Um, and we were coming home again from a gig, separate cars, and I actually genuinely stopped to get fuel. Like, this is late at night. And ordinarily, that would also be my cue to, to go in and buy, 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 buy. And actually, what stopped me was the fact that as I walked in, Ant was walking out with handfuls, like armfuls of those French prince biscuits with this. And sorry, I don't mean to shame so you. So good. And yeah, <laughs> but I remember as soon I remember the look on your face. You were walking out. So and you looked up. You're like, oh, I've been caught out. And I was like, you've said. And all night, I think what bothered me was all night you were just like, don't be, just be wary what you're eating. And and that was really helpful for me that I had that other voice saying that. Um, but yeah, very very contradictory of you. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. My bad. Well done. We this, whole, yeah. this whole podcast has been a whole ploy to get me to come and admit that. Yeah, basically, you're going to be here for everyone, and everyone's going to come in. Um, yeah, that song's beautiful, mate. And um, you. all of your music, I think you wear your heart on your sleeve, and, and I think mm. actually uh, that's very inspirational to, to listen to as well. There's, there is one song which is slightly less inspirational, perhaps, and, and not is your heart on your sleeve, but there's a rude song, isn't there, as well? Yeah. Which no. we're not going to talk about today, but so cool. Um, how can people find out a bit more about the music you do? Do you play much live um, uh, no, individually? No, no one does uh, because there's a global pandemic, Tom. Oh, right. There's okay. no gigs happening ever, and I'm very sad about that, and that's fine. Thank how, you. How are you Bring coping it with it? Um, I've learned, uh, it's forced me to learn things. To play the instruments that so, you. Yeah, well, uh, no, not, not, let's not be drastic. Okay. I'm a bassist, it doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so, technically, I, I, I've always had recording stuff, but I've never been able to use it because I've not got the. The technical knowledge. I'm nearly forty. But you found yourself so, having the time to do that. Exactly that, yeah. So I've actually been able to do like the thing called YouTube. <laughs> they uh, these and kids learnings. they use all this YouTube gubbins, and right. I've been learning how to do recording and stuff. So cool. And what about your like your eating habits during lockdown? Because I know that there's loads of people that have been saying to me like, "Oh, I've eaten so much food," just because they just like well comfort eating yeah. or whatever it is. What what boredom? Like you said as well. Yeah, pretty boredom. much. The first first off, it was awesome. The full lockdown was the best. Because like nothing was open, couldn't go anywhere, do anything, and it was such a faff and a stress to go to a shop that I didn't really want to go anyway. Yeah. So that was like ace. Um, I found myself when I was only allowed to go out for one day, one hour a day. I found myself definitely going out for one hour every day. Mm. Now that now that there's you can go out whenever you want, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm training for this charity walk on Saturday next week. What's the charity? Um, it's One Big Family. It's like a homeless uh, charity that looked after my brother like sort of two years ago in sort of like in the last sort of six months of his and life. You've done a lot for those guys. Are you? I mean, and we should say at this point, Anne does tons for, for charity. And um, one of the festivals that sadly had to be cancelled this year was Hero Fest. Yeah. Um, how long has that been running? That would, that would have been the 11th year, I think. Yeah, and we, you've raised... It's like 35,000 35, for Help for Heroes. Over ten years. That's amazing. Pretty much. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. And I'm trying to um, focus on sort of one big family now. Would you say that really helped you with like getting some focus with your mental health as well? Is that was the reason behind you putting all that on to give you something to do to sort of yeah, keep you busy? I think the first time I, I, I actually put a festival on, it was Antfest because it was about charity, but it was mostly about me. Um, and like I, 
I, we can I, laugh. That's all right. Well, it's, it's a valid, valid <laughs> subject. Like at the time, I, I was like, I was very open about it. But the the issue was, my my good friend Adam D'Souza, his his dad passed away of um of like heart failure. It had a heart transplant, um, and like it had rejected mm. after a year, um, and it was absolutely savage because they felt like, oh, we've got our dad back, and then and I didn't know what to do to sort of help him. Um, so I was like, well, what do I know? I know putting on gigs and stuff. So I put on a gig for the British Heart Foundation and we raised loads of money for the yeah. Gerard D'Souza Foundation. Nice. And that was the first one. And that was in 2005. And since then, I've done one every year, um, sometimes two. So Amfest, Amfestive at Christmas, because mm -hmm. puns are my thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then it just transferred into sort of Hero Fest and doing stuff like that. And then when I started running and exercising, I was doing sort of half marathons for charity and stuff. Nice. And, um, Rain, running's been your thing, hasn't it? Yeah, I really, I got into running because... It's one of those things where I don't get to listen to music very often, um, like because I'm either at work or I'm at a gig. Um, so, like actually just being able to put my headphones on and it sounds weird, but to chill out, yeah, and just listen to my favourite tunes. Like there's, it's weird the the way that music affects your memory and and your behaviours. But like when I'm running or when I listen to a song, I can remember where I was running when I last heard it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it the power of music. Like association. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, definitely. Do you yeah. find oh, that? Sorry, I was no, going to ask go. if you find running specifically good for you mentally as well yeah absolutely yeah because mm. you just switch off you're only focusing on your breathing mm. you're focusing on your technique and like you know getting to the next bit and trying if if you've got your sort of like app in your ear telling you how fast you're running you know or what your split was and then you can well i need to pick my speed up now I'll go a bit faster mm. so it's a challenge to race against yourself and i'm quite competitive captain gadget for running then captain gadget for running yeah <laughs> Something sort of like runners experience depression at forty percent less than the po general population. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a big, 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 mm. big deal. Well, what about for for large? I mean, I'm a large guy, and the thought of running, I don't really like running. Yeah, you but don't. also like in terms of my physical weight, mm. and that surely that's going to impact on my my limbs. That's always been my thought. Anyway, yeah, that's so, just an excuse, maybe. So that I mean, that's the other beautiful thing about running is that runners have a twenty three percent likelihood of experiencing pain for the same level of arthritis. So if you had 100 runners versus 100 non-runners, 23% uh, less of the runners would experience arthritic pain in comparison to the runners. So, But I would say, to be honest, Tom, is the key focus is whether you enjoy it or not. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it, then the do point? not do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. All you've got to do to qualify as exercising is move a bit more than you otherwise would and have fun whilst doing it and yeah. make sure you're tired at the end I mean, of it. And that's why that boxing, like for you, like the, the boxing thing between you and I came up, just I wanted to do something that was fun. Yeah, man. And I'd always thought, oh, I quite like the idea of boxing. But, yeah. And I, I dabbled with it once or twice and I didn't like getting hit in the face, <laughs> so I didn't do it again. Um, but then I just thought, well, yeah, let's do some training with it. So, like, and, you know, those first sessions, as I said earlier, they were tough. And I can't wait to get back to doing it. We're not quite there yet. Well, I know you can do it, but I'm not quite there yet in terms of being able to just yeah, yet. Yeah, of course. But, but yeah, man, it's something I totally miss because yeah. it's such a discipline and it's the endorphins that rush, you know, when you make that hit, when you, you exactly. know, make and that move. It's Tom, unbelievable. If you were to describe boxing, you'd probably end up using similar language to what you oh, yeah. described running 100%. in terms of you're focused on the pads, mm. you're focused on getting to your next spot, yep. you know when you need to speed up, you know when you need to speed up, like yep. all these things. Yep. It's exactly the same thing. They're transferable, thing. aren't yeah. they? Um, so, uh, Elliot, you were a, like, you, 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 you fought, you were a, a boxer for mm -hmm. some time. Talk to me about, like, I mean, because boxers have to really look after their weight, they have to gain or they have to lose. Mm. Give me like, give me something. Like, Give me an example. Did you have to lose any weight for it? What was the... Yeah, I think the most amount of weight that I lost, considering I was already walking around about 5 6% body fat, and I still had to lose another stone in a week. So that <sighs> was 
me going from uh, 78 kilos to 72. No, I actually went to 71.5 kilos within a week. I didn't eat. 78 to 71? 71.5, wow. I think I weighed in it. So that was four or five days of not eating while I was training four hours a day, five hours a day. And then as well as that, five hours a day of training and not drinking for three of those days. So it was a lot, but I, I, what is quite weird now is I don't actually feel physical hunger. Mm. So I think I've kind of disassociated that. I feel tired sometimes, so I need to eat. Mm. But my cue to eat, you know, other people would feel their tummy rumble. I don't feel that anymore. I just feel a little bit tired, Yeah, um, which is, is not a good thing either, no. I suppose, if it was to go too far in that direction. But yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing that we had to do. We didn't do it. For, for aesthetics at all we did it because our coach told us to yeah, yeah. and that was it and that was it you, you, did, do you it. did it as you're told you and like and obviously for someone starting out in terms of their weight um their weight loss i mean obviously to go whole um whole hog and just sort of go fast go hard no, it's just not it. it's not the way is it no it's so just so low and slow start start well, low how, how would you, how that, would you is the to start? that is the interesting thing the people who tend to drop weight quickly initially are the ones to actually follow through in the long term and the only reason why is because just like we've described boxing just like we've described running there is a there is a certain reward hormone that comes with a sense of achievement so mm. if someone's dropped half a stone very quickly there mm. that gives them a spike in motivation to continue yeah now the truth is that if you just do the basics very well that will happen anyway mm. um now when it comes to the basics We've spoken about mindfulness when it comes to exercise and other things. Being mindful when you eat is also a pretty good practice to have. Yeah. Now, a good way to do that is just to track it. So just put it into my fitness pal or something like that. It's really, really easy to use app. And we've whether we're, even if you do not want to, whether you like it or not, you will naturally start to realize where your calories are coming where you're going from. Wrong. Exactly. That's that. one of the things. One of the first things. Like I, I'm doing Slimming World, and um, Rich, who also comes in to present sometimes he's also doing it as well and that's why we got chatting about doing this and one of the first things that i did begrudgingly well, was a food diary mm. and it was like that almost certainly at the beginning for me where I, I wasn't really feeling it and i wasn't really being fully committed to the idea of doing it i was like oh like it was effort to do it but it instantly like when i first when i realized i was like wow well that's the reason that that's gone on you know that's the reason why i put weight on this week is because of this point in my week 100 percent. i mean have you ever i don't know if you do it at school where you ask the kids to mark their own tests mm. and the kids are like you can see them going it's through reflecting the, isn't it yeah, yeah they're yeah. like going through these like yeah, peaks yeah. and troughs of Absolutely. emotion at the same thing and you said earlier i think we might have not been recording at the time you said about the idea of it you need to go back to basics that whole idea of you being a baby yeah. you know and start from scratch yes um, like we're very and you, like, it's different Difficult to admit, I can say that quite openly. Still now, there are moments where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to admit the fact that I've just eaten that or that or that because I know I'm on this, you know, trying to trying to lose weight. Um, and that's where my guilt creeps in still. But I know that's acceptable. I know that's normal because of the conversations I'm having with people regularly. And I know I'm not the only person to experience it. And that makes me feel so much better. One of the best quotes I've read is that we as human beings are capable of logic, but mm. we're not innately logical. No. We're very, very mm. emotional yeah. as a species. Yeah, yeah totally. And uh, being able to acknowledge that is the first step powerful, to actually taking it? control. Yeah, of course. Definitely powerful. Well, look, um, Elliot, just tell us a little bit more about like how, how people can get in touch with you if they want to know more about... Because like, I know you're a PT, you're an osteopath, you run an amazing clinic down in Gravesend. Um, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing? First thing, if you want to find out about everything that we're doing, just go to www.revitalizeclinic.co.uk. That's revitalized by over Z. You can find me on Instagram if you just type in Elliot John Reed. And if you type in Revitalized Clinic Gravesend anywhere 
on the internet or Facebook or YouTube will come up. Yeah, great. And of course, we'll have links um, to your stuff as well when this podcast goes out as well. Mm-hmm. And, and what about you? If people want to get in touch about Hero Fest or anything like that, um, anything going on? Anything in the pipeline for next year for any charity events? Uh, literally nothing. You got this charity event that's coming up soon, though. You just uh, yeah, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, a 57 kilometer walk from London, Victoria to uh, Chatham High Street. <laughs> Um, Very specific. Yeah, well, that's where the um, where oh. the it's it's basically it's called soup to soup. So it's from a soup kitchen in uh, in Victoria because my my brother Jonathan passed away in April last year, the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he passed away, um, and we'd been estranged for sort of like ten years, um, and this he was homeless um, in a wheelchair and sort of like dealt with like sort of addiction and mental health mm. issues and stuff. Um, and there's this charity, sort of one big family, who kind of sort of took him in, I guess, and supported yeah. him. Uh, a Medway based yeah well, based Medway in Medway based. but they have a soup kitchen in Medway one up north beyond Watford don't know um, and then one in uh, one in London yeah um, and yeah they kind of just put him on the path to being rehabilitated um, so he actually by the time he passed away he actually was not on heroin anymore right which was you know something we never thought we'd see um, and because he was making such uh, leaps and bounds in, in his sort of progress um, we as a family sort of got back in contact with him and because nice. and because one big family sort of gave him that platform to start rebuilding it was um, brilliant we actually got to spend sort of like six months together sort of like hanging out and stuff and unfortunately you know he, he passed away um, but because of the work that one big family do, uh, did for him um, and for the family I'm now only going to be sort of raising money for them that's great and how can people if they want to donate if they want to donate some funds um, to what can they do they're on um, they're on Facebook as one big family Dash. I meant to your cause, to your, to your walk. Well, um, the Soup to Soup walk um, is on their One Big Family Facebook page. Okay. So if you go on the Facebook page, it'll be on you there. You can do that there. Okay, yeah. great. And we'll put links up on, on there as well. When Thank is that, you. sorry? It's uh, Saturday night into Sunday. Okay. And the clocks go back, fall back. So we've got to try and get this podcast out before Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But you're going to be doing more things, and that's a, that's a charity that's very close to your heart, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. for, for I'll, very important I'll be doing reasons. That's from now until year dot, I'll be doing that forever. Oh, good man, very good. And um, finally, then, Elliot, just uh, people like imagine you've got another me walking through your door, moaning about their weight. What, what's the first thing you say to them, then, mate? I would say the first thing I would ask them is, why do you want to lose weight in the first place? Mm. That then needs to become your north star, your goal. Yeah. And all you then need to do, if we are as simplistic as possible, is start to break down the barriers between you and your goal. And, and there just, will be struggles. Of course. Yeah. Like life to live is to struggle, right? You, there's, <laughs> it's, there's no different when you're trying to lose weight. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Accept the difficulty and go forward. And and what would be your one thing? Let's say that you're telling yourself a few, year, a few years ago just about to start. What, what's, what are you going to say? Uh, just allow yourself your mistakes. Um, you know, it's not... I've put on weight since I was I was down to sort of like 12 and a half stone. And since then, it's been a journey, sort of like a journey, only, only, a roller coaster, really, of like... Um, of like feeling guilt, feeling shame, and then sort of reacting to that, and then sort of bouts of going and dealing with my personal trainer, and and actually having some really honest conversations about you know mm. how I'm coping with things. Yeah. So yeah, um, brilliant. I would say to me, before Anthony again into sort of like your weight loss journey, honey, honey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased you're embracing the silliness. Yeah. Well, it's just it's all about like. Um, when I was first dealing with Bjorn um, and sort of like the, the tools he gave me were to just accept that it's not going to be easy. You might get like, if you're, 
if you're doing more exercise, you might pick up an injury. So mm. when I was running a lot, I, I, I did my knee in mm. and I was so down, I started eating and everything. Um, and basically it's just like the only reason that you're injured is because you were doing something positive. So chill, yeah. take it easy on yeah, yourself. Yeah, totally. Don't be so hard on yourself. Great. Well, I uh, thank you ever so much. Uh, this is Elliot Reed. Thank you very much for coming down today. Ant sure. Martin, uh, or Ant Monkey, as I know you sometimes are called as well. Yeah. Thank you both very, very much for taking the time out this evening. Um, and we're going to finish with another song now. And because Ant and I um, haven't gigged together for about a thousand years, yeah. um, we're going to do a, a song uh, and we're going to dedicate it to Elliot. And um, Elliot, you're going to play the tambourine, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, he's on it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we're going to do a quick tune for you. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to find out more about The Wedding Thinners, um, then you can go to our Instagram page, which is The Wedding Thinners. Uh, that's thinners, not singers, in case I, my, I'm mispronouncing it. And, um, and we're on Facebook as well. Do get in touch. And if there's uh, anybody that you think might be a really inspirational guest, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and please share, because I think it's really important um, that people just start talking. A bit of chap chat is always uh, very, very useful. So, yeah, thank you very much, guys, and we'll have another tune. And I think also I really want to say a massive thank you to uh, Adam. Can you say hi, Adam? Hello. Adam is always there on the controls. He's at Beach Sound Studios. Thank you ever so much yet again for uh, welcoming us into your beautiful studio. Um, Adam is going to be playing a very, very integral part of putting all, all this together. I'm very grateful, mate. So we'll have our song now, shall we? Yeah? yeah. Bit of music. All right. One, two, three, four. <laughs> What's up in my heart when it skips a beat? Skips a beat. Can't feel no pavement right under my feet. Up in my lonely room. When I'm dreaming of you, oh, what can I do? I still need you, but I don't want you now. Oh, yeah. For me to draw the line From this pain I just can't disguise It's gonna Stop in a minute. Don't forget to stop. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, one. Here we go. Bah, and stop. Whoa. 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 Up in my lonely room. When I'm dreaming of you. Oh, what can I do? I still need you, but. Yeah, all right.
Ryan, thank you ever so much. That's Elliot on the tambourine. I think it's your first time with the band. Anthony Martin on the bass, first time playing bass. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> the Wedding Feelers podcast. Listen to our podcast. The buffet's closed. We're smaller clothes.